Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Monday. A mournful Monday. Ugh. October, uh, not October, November the 7th is the date today, 2016. One day before an election and one day after uh, a demolition of the Denver Broncos by the Oakland Raiders, 20-30. to 30. I am uh, 5280sportsnetwork.com's lead Broncos beat writer, reporter, all-around Bronco dude Jake Marsing. Joining me, as he does on most of these here programs, the great Ryan Green. I want to be a Bronco dude, too. I, I think you have to... There's a club. I pay membership what? fees. Oh, They're very expensive. All right. Well, now I'm going to have to bleep out what, what you do. just said. <laughs> I didn't even know. No, you're good. You're good. He just used a very <laughs> naughty word. Wow. It's all right. Man, I didn't even... It's a... That's not good when I can't censor myself. Selection's getting to all of us. Uh, hey, the, we are here uh, in the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center as we are... Just about every day uh, to break down a Broncos loss, the third time we've done this this season. But this one feels especially difficult uh, because so many of the root problems we've talked about with this Broncos team really reared their ugly, ugly head last night in a game that the Broncos were not competitive in really at any point. Yeah, there were moments where the score got within a possession or got within five or six points, but... You never really felt like the Broncos were in this game, Ryan. And I think that goes uh, primarily because of the guy under center. I think he has a lot to do with that. We haven't seen Trevor Simeon lead that comeback, be that crazy kind of kind of leader that right. we, we had for so many years with Peyton Manning here in Denver. But that doesn't mean that's the root problem for this Broncos team. That's what they're talking about out here at Del Valley. Generally, what were your impressions uh, last night? Uh, I, it just it it was disappointing because this again we we uh, we but everyone had been hyping up that this is the first Broncos Raiders game that mattered. The division uh, lead was on the line. Uh, you know, you lose this game and now you're in third place because Kansas City didn't lose. And but it, but at the same time, as as much as you're disappointed, these have been problems that have been so consistent this year that sometimes the Broncos are able to disguise and um, you know they they've they've survived a lot of the problems in in these games. But last night it just wasn't happening. And the thing is, is that the Broncos really, when it comes to good teams like the Falcons, like the Raiders, they just haven't been able to play up to that standard. And I think you're right. I think it's it's mainly offensive issues. Um, I don't think you should be relying on Trevor Simeon to win you games. That's not his, that's not the point of, of him being under center. The point of him being under center is to run the offense and not make mistakes. But at the same time, you can't ignore his declining completion percentage. Uh, he hasn't. He's not going to make plays. I think the Jordan Norwood throw was great, but I, I again, I, I think I agree with you in, in when you say you know Trevor Simeon is part part of the problem. Um, I think that I still don't know if we have enough Trevor Simeon tape to say no, this guy is done. This is this is his peak. We're over it. Or if they just need to try something new. Well, here's the thing, Ryan. I tweeted out last night that my three primary reasons for that Broncos loss. And we'll start from three and, and end on one, because I think they progress in importance. The third most important reason was that the Broncos gave up a 
huge amount of yards on the ground right. to the Raiders, to Latavius Murray, who had a career night last night. Latavius Murray is a good running back. <coughs> he is not a great running back. Right. He's not a guy who should be putting up the kind of numbers he put up last oh, night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it goes to show the limitations of this Broncos run defense. Sands, uh, Malik Jackson, Sands, Derek Wolf for much of this game with the issues that they have in the second level at the interior linebacker spot. This team just isn't good enough to make mistakes and give up and, and, and still protect themselves on the ground. Latavius Murray ate in their lunch last night. Right. I think a lot of that has to do with the issues they have up front. You cannot tell me that they don't miss Malik Jackson, that they don't miss Danny Trevathan. You can't say that to me anymore. You couldn't say it to me at the beginning of the season. Number two is Trevor Simeon and his ineffectiveness. Simeon is so limited as a quarterback. And when I watch the tape tomorrow, I will see it again. I, I've already been told by people who've gone through it before me that there are four to five plays that will make me want to gouge my eyes out because the guy just misses open receivers. He is a first read-and-go quarterback. He goes where the play is designed to take him. He does not look through his progressions. There was one moment last night where I saw him go through a progression, move out of the pocket, mm -hmm. throw, I think it was that, that first down throw to, I think it was Emmanuel Sanders, I want to say, off the top of my head. Uh, you know, the one I'm talking about, where he rolls out of the pocket, steps up to the line of scrimmage. Yes, I think uh, you're he was right. in the I third think quarter, I think. Yeah. And, and comes up with a first down, and I think a third and 13. That's an excellent play. That's a plus on my grade sheet for Trevor Simeon, but it's not the kind of play he can consistently make. He is only successful when the system is successful. Yeah. And that leads me to my number one reason the Broncos lost last night. They rushed the ball for 33 total yards. 33 three, yards. Three Oakland Raiders had more than 33 yards refreshing. Like, In no universe uh, can this team win, and Gary Kubiak said as much at the podium today, in no universe, maybe not in these in these terms, but this is the, the blunt reality for Broncos fans, in no universe... Can the Broncos rush for 33 total yards right. in a Trevor Simeon-led offense and win? It cannot happen. It will not happen. The Broncos have to be able to run the football because their quarterback is so scheme-dependent. <coughs> and this scheme is dependent on the running game. Absolutely. And again, bad running games date back to last year. This isn't something new. Uh, you know, maybe it was just because Peyton Manning was under center, or under center, under center, and uh, and not Trevor Simeon. But the fact is, is that the running game just isn't effective. And honestly, I'm starting to wonder if the zone blocking scheme even works anymore. You can't chop block. Defenders know. are extremely athletic. They're not the big guys from the '90s that you it could just keep pushing until they got out of the way. It's, it's, I don't, I don't know. It I don't works, know if it's personnel. I don't need, it works. The system can work, but you have to be able to run the football and, and the issues that the Broncos have running the football. I don't, it's partly a talent deficit up front and mm -hmm. it's partly a technique issue. It's the same technique issues that they're having over and over and over and over again. Russell O'Kung keeps giving out, keeps 
uh, screwing up his kick step and giving up the, and giving up that outside shoulder. Right. We talked about it last week. Same thing for Donald Stevenson. His depth on his on his uh, on, in pass pro is too deep. The rushing game is consistently hampered by technique issues along the offensive line. And that's not going to get better this season, no. especially with the limited amount of practice time yeah. that Okung, that Paradis, that those guys are going to have to right. play. I do want to say one thing on this, because I got this on Twitter so much. Well, if they just traded for Joe Thomas, everything would have worked Joe out great. Joe Thomas is not a godsend. Here's the thing it's about just... that. Joe Thomas is on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. He's never played in a system like right. this. He doesn't have the skill set to play in this system. And if you do that... <coughs> Excuse me. If you do that, it would have created a chain reaction of events. You would have had to move O'Klung to right tackle a position he hasn't right. played since college. You would have had to find some place for Donald Stevenson, maybe at guard, which is something he's not really comfortable doing, and I don't think he'd be very good at. It, it would create a a just a long list of dominoes that would, I think, hurt this offensive line. You didn't more even get than help into the it. cap. Oh, yeah, that, I mean, it's well. physically impossible yeah. because of the cap limitations. But just in terms of if somehow they were to move money, it would never have worked. So let's throw that out the window right now. And, look, the offensive line is not something you're fixing eight weeks into the season. No. That's just, it's just not – if you haven't figured no. something out by now, no one you're going to bring in, not many moves you're going to fix are going to change things. I think this he, is something you, you do in the off season. OTAs, you get the reps in, you get the chemistry then, and then you go through the you season. You just said the smartest sentence you've ever said on this show. <laughs> the offensive line is not something you're going to fix eight weeks into the season. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You know? The two things the Broncos did to fix their offensive line in the off season: sign Okung, sign... Uh, Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I didn't love the Stevenson signing. It didn't make sense to me. A guy who had been a career backup before getting here mm-hmm. had never played, had never started more than I think six games, maybe in his right. He'd had some 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 experiences as a starter. Don't don't fact check me on that. <laughs> but not as a number one full time right tackle really ever in his NFL career. O'Kong, the guy who'd come off injuries, had not really been effective in several seasons. I didn't think that move was great. I love right. the contract, but I didn't think that move was great for the Broncos. But those were the two moves that were brought to Broncos fans and say, hey, this is what we're doing to address our offensive line. It has failed mm-hmm. almost universally. And I think the issues that the Broncos have can relate mostly to John Elway's record as a drafter on the offensive side. Especially on the O-line, yeah. <laughs> Let's look back at who John Elway's drafted in offensive lineman-wise. Michael Schofield. Vincent Painter. Oh, forgot about him. By the way, you know who was taken six picks after Vincent uh, Painter? don't tell me. Latavius Murray. Um, uh, I think that's accurate, yeah. Uh, over and over and over again, we see it in yeah, example. Sam Ty Sambrilo, who I like. I will go to bat for Ty Sambrilo because I think he has the skill set. Okay. He's, ha- he's struggled because of injury. Yeah, the situation he's in isn't helping yeah. him. And be, but I think he's got the natural skill set. I do think he's right. a left tackle, though. People keep telling me he's a right tackle or he's a guard. I think he's a left tackle. Um, but he's never going to get to play left tackle in this system on this mm-hmm. team because Okung is ahead of him. Uh, I think he might be second to Okung, but I think the Broncos would be better off in a lot of different ways. I mean, they would be better off if you know it rained candy gumdrops from the sky today. Right. But that's not. <coughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Ryan, for, for putting up with me. It's okay. But that's not going to happen. Uh, this offensive line is what it is. This running game is what it is. They've got to find ways to correct the technique issues they have in order to solve their problems. Right. And, again, it's, it, it, it could be to where, um, you know, you just maybe play spread and shotgun a lot more. Uh, maybe you I, – I think the wide receiver talent is pretty deep on this team. I think if you go – Four wide receiver, five wide receiver, a lot more. You maybe run some of that, you know, hybrid pistol that you were running with Peyton Manning last year. Maybe I, I you know, we haven't seen Trevor in a in an up tempo offense. Maybe we try and do something there. Uh, I I I don't think as much as I my gut says, you know what? Maybe it's time to get Paxton in there and get him some reps. Uh, I still think that Trevor is probably going to be starting for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, he will be. And, but, but something but, has to, it has to change. And, and again, back to the, to, to the, I mean, you're not fixing the offensive line. It's because it's a unit, you know, it, you're not bringing in a star wide receiver that can win one-on-one battles. It's five guys against four five, six, seven guys coming at them. And, and that's, yeah. that, that's, uh, that's a unit. It's not just one single player. It's a unit that you have to teach. And so the number one thing on offensive lines that lead to their success, their failures, their chemistry in the front five. Guys have to be able to know how each other play, have to be able to work together. This notion that had the Broncos made a move at the trade deadline, they would have been fine, or they would have even been improved, I think is laughable. Right. Um, and I, I'll, I'll continue to, to go after that. Yeah. The one thing we should probably have the conversation before we get out of here today, Paxton Lynch. I see him in the locker room. I'm probably going to see him in 10 minutes when we go uh-huh. in there. I see him in the locker room every single day. He's at his locker. He's usually by himself. Um, occasionally, a player will walk up to him, or a lonely rogue reporter will walk up to him and chat and chat with him off the record. Right. He has not commented on anything on the record since the Atlanta game. Mm-hmm. I expect that to change this week because people are going to start asking those questions about should he play, will he play. Here's the decision I came to last night. And this goes to your point about something having to change. Trevor Simeon is a good guy. He is a smart guy. He is a leader. He has a ton of intangible qualities that I absolutely love. And he has a pretty good arm Mm -hmm. as well, in terms of pure arm talent. However, he is a scheme-dependent quarterback who does not go through his progressions in time, is not mentally, I don't believe, equipped, or really, no, not mentally, physically. He's not physically equipped to, as uh, our old Colorado friend Joel Klatt liked to say, play above the X's and O's. He's not physically equipped to do extra things outside the system that would help his team. Paxton Lynch is the opposite. Right. Paxton Lynch is not mentally ready to handle this team. Um, you would have to do a number of things. You'd have to put him in the shotgun. You'd have to simplify the offense dramatically. You would have to maybe even add a sixth offensive lineman or just keep Virgil Green in, to, to, uh, in pass protection. <coughs> you would have to do all those things. But I think it would be... A, the decision I came to last night is that having his ability to improvise, to go outside the scheme, to do extra things when a play breaks down, to play a little bit of backyard football, Mm -hmm. 
would do enough to help this team at critical moments. Is he going to make dumb mistakes that Trevor Simeon may not make? Yes, he will. But we've seen this offense with Trevor Simeon at the helm. I think he will probably, if I were to guess, he would continue to be uh, the leader in that uh, of this team for some time. I just believe that if you if you do it the right way, Paxton Lynch can help you more than Trevor Simeon is not hurting you right now. If that makes sense. Before I get my point, I just wanted to check. Okay, cool. Uh, I agree. Pretty much completely. Uh, look, Trevor Simeon, and, and I know the, the, the thing that is so difficult with Trevor Simeon is that you like him. He, I like Trevor he, a lot. You like yeah. him. He, you know, he's a nice guy. There's there's not much to dislike about him. But the fact is, being a nice guy doesn't mean you're going to be a great football player. Um, and so I think, you know, uh, I know a lot of fans think that he dropped late in the seventh round because of an injury. I think we're seeing why he dropped down so late. He was uh, never going to be he drafted. Was never exactly. So had the Broncos not taken him, he would not have been drafted. Right, injury or not, and and so, like you said, if you want a dude to run the system without any questions asked, you stick with Trevor. Mm-hmm. But if you want, and and the thing, especially this year, that is probably frustrating to some. I, I'm, I don't want to say pro Lynch people, but the, the people that want to see Paxson play is, I mean, the Cowboys, you know, and and Dak, they they predicated the offense to his strengths, and they're doing well. Uh, Carson Wentz a little bit running his kind of offense in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they're doing pretty well this year. And I mean, look at Brock Osweiler sitting on the bench doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good quarterback in the, in the future. So why not just get the reps in? Uh, I, again, if, if Trevor's really the leader and, and you know, the, the players voted him team captain, then I, I can totally see why you're not going to bench him. But at the same time, if you're looking for a spark, if you're looking for a change, if you're looking for, like you were saying, an athletic playmaker, and I don't say playmaker like, you know, in Madden, he's rated 99. He makes plays when they're not there. You got to go with Paxton. And, and you know, and, and Mark Kisler had a, uh, had a great headline or a tweet the other night. And he said, is, is, uh, is Trevor Simeon someone you want to get in a bar fight with? And I thought that was a little ridiculous at the time, but at the same time, this is football. And that's kind of the, the person you want to go on the field with, is mm-hmm. someone that you will fight with. And so, again, as, as much as uh, Trevor Simeon is a nice guy and I like him, and, you know, if I had a daughter, I'd want her to date him, that type of stuff, he may just not be suited to really get the fire going, I guess. Uh, so, Rhett Rothberg uh, on Twitter, at Rhett Rothberg, who follows a lot of Broncos people, follows me. Uh, good dude. He tweeted something at me last night that I thought was poignant. He said, sometimes you're just a seventh-round draft pick out of Northwestern. Yep. And that's okay. Trevor Simeon will be in this league for a long time. He will be a, mm-hmm. he will be a backup to starter-level quarterback in this league for right. a long time. But the Broncos have a kid who they... At least upstairs, in the one guy's office where it really counts, 
he believes that that guy has the chance to be special. Right. You traded up in the first round. This offense, I, I think this offense needs a little touch of special. Mm-hmm. Would it maybe hurt them? Maybe. Is Lynch ready? Probably not. Probably but the not. question that you have to ask yourself is, are, are the Broncos going to be able to... Let me reset that. Are the Broncos going to be able to work their way to wins when the system fails them? Right. So when they can't run the football, when they rush for 33 yards in a game, does that have to be an automatic death sentence? Right. As it is right now. I believe that if you give Paxton Lynch the opportunity to do crazy things, special things, then maybe something special will happen. Hey, we got to get out of here. Uh, yeah, locker room's about to open up. Locker room's about to open up. Ryan Green. He's on Twitter, at rgreen5280. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. Give us a follow on Twitter, at 5280sportsnet. We'll be out here all week, assuming the uh, world doesn't end on Tuesday night. <laughs> no promises. No promises on that one. Hey, in the meantime, for everybody at 5280 Sports Network, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.